first of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Pazarczyk fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 15, 10, Gentlemen, boys and girls, Eagles Nation, Eagles fans of all ages, welcome back to another episode of everybody's favorite Eagles show, Sundays for the Birds, the only podcast that makes every day feel like Sunday. I'm your host, the Mayor John Street, joined by my buddy, a man who requires no introduction, but I give him one anyway. A man who needs to fertilize the crops of growing space a little bit better so he can have a beard one day is phenomenal. That man is Kyle, not so sure. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Uh, ready to have a great episode, talk some football, and, you know, that was a great weekend in March Madness, too. Am I right? Absolutely, man. Um, and apparently, I guess we're joined by producer Kev as well, filling in. For our good buddy Jake Long, oh no, Kevin took himself out of the stream. I guess he realized he was still in here. Um, yes, yeah, so Jake is not with us. He is down in Clearwater, Florida, um, living it up, catching some spring training games. Uh, buddy, of his uh, is getting married, so he's down there for the bachelor party. Jake, hope you're watching, brother. Hope you're having a great time down there. Um, have a few beers for me in the warmer weather. I'll have a couple for you here in the cold weather. All right. So before we get down to business, guys, if you're not already, make sure you give us a, a like and a follow Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sundays for the birds and on Twitter at Sunday birds pod. Shout out producer Kev finally getting the Twitter tag right in the banner. Um, yeah. So if you're not already following us, make sure you give us a follow. And if you are already following us, make sure you share this live stream. And let all your friends know where they can get the best Eagles content in Philadelphia. And that, of course, is right here. Sundays for the Birds pod. Proud production of Old City Sports Network. Kyle, let's dive into it, brother. Free agency recap. Uh, let's break down the Birds moves first and foremost. Um, obviously, we already talked about the Hassan Reddick signing. Uh, it's going to be huge. Um, if you didn't hear it last week, guys, check it out. We uh, did a real deep dive into the Hassan Reddick signing. Um, since we last spoke, the Eagles have since released and then re-signed 
Fletcher Cox on a little bit more team-friendly deal, um, released him, and then re-signed him on a one-year, $14 million contract. Um, first impressions of that, Kyle? Uh, I was shocked initially when they cut him. I you know, I knew they were shopping him. I thought they were going to try to get something in return. Um, so I was, I was a little shocked when I first saw the notification that they released him. But then once they brought him back, um, I was very happy. Everybody loves Fletcher. Um, it was a one-year deal, so I don't know where his future is after this year. I don't know if maybe we need to address the inside of the D-line in free agency or in the draft soon here. So I'm, I'm a little bit curious to see where we stand after this year with him. But, I mean, one thing at a time, let's focus on you know the draft this year and free agent this year, and we'll worry about that down the road. Well, hopefully we can continue to draft and develop guys to fill those shoes, and, and you don't have to continually pay – you know, guys in free agency like they have in recent years. Yeah, I mean, the the best way is is always to draft and develop players. I mean, that that's not just a football thing. That's that's, that's any, any sport. Yeah. Speaking of any sport, I want to shout out the Phillies real quick. You know, talking about free agency, signing Castellanos, Schwarber. I haven't been this excited for a fucking baseball season in, I don't know, since I was a little kid, man, probably since they had J-Roll and Utley and Howard. So just, you know, quick shout out to them. They're making moves over there. Absolutely. But uh, just gotta worry about the bullpen over there with those guys. But getting back yeah. on track here, getting back on the tracks here. Um, so Fletcher Cox, um, you know, I, I think he still has the potential to be a presence in the middle of the field. Um, you know, I, I think particularly with Hargrave absorbing some more double teams, I think um, you'll start to see that that Cox does still have some value on this team. Um, and I think if they're able to continue to develop some of the young defensive tackles that they have, um, particularly the young fellow they drafted last year. Um, his name is escaping me right now. Milton Williams. Uh, yes, Milton Williams. Thank you, Kyle. I, um, I think they can continue to develop those guys and mix them in the rotation um, and keep Fletcher, you know, uh, keep him uh, fresh. Uh, I think he still has the ability to produce there in the, uh, in the middle of the defensive line. Uh, I think uh, Milton Williams, I think how they play him this year and what they do in the draft and free agency within the next year or two will really show you how they view him, whether they view him as just a rotational player or a guy that can step in in the near future and be a key piece. Um, a lot of people in the draft were saying that, you know, how the Eagles needed to address an edge rusher. They got Hassan Reddick. That makes me wonder maybe if they slide towards the interior of the D lineman and maybe address that. But, you know, it all depends on how they view Milton Williams. And, you know, if they don't address that, I think that bodes well for him and his uh, tenor for the Eagles. Absolutely. Um, so breaking news, not so breaking news. I think everybody knows about it by now. Um, but earlier today, before we start the show, the Eagles have signed free agent wide receiver via the Indianapolis Colts, Zach Pascal. Um, now, Zach Pascal is a guy that's had 1,800 receiving yards. Um, he was an undrafted free agent coming out of Old Dominion where he played alongside Tra former, Eagle, former Eagle Travis Fulgham. Um, I, I think it's a, a good value signing. Um, obviously, we haven't seen the dollar amount yet. It hasn't been made public, at least not that I can see. Uh, I'm looking around here. Um, but I, I think it, it's ultimately going to be a good value signing. He's not one of the huge names that was out there, uh, but he's a bigger name that, than some, right? Um, I don't think they're done yet addressing the receiver position. Um, you know, the, the more I think about it and, you know, I, I've seen us miss out on some bigger name guys 
And now with the signing of Zach Pascal, I think they're going to attempt to find another outside guy in the draft. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a first rounder. Um, I do feel like at least one of those picks in the first round is going to be getting traded. So I, I could see, you know, taking a, a shot on a guy in the second round, uh, you know, draft and develop receiver, uh, you know, maybe somebody can step in uh, behind Quez Watkins possibly as, as the future on the outside. So um, definitely kind of look for, uh, you know, more free, uh, more wide receiver moves in the future. Oh, for, for sure. They have, they have to make another move at receiver. I mean, I think it's, he's a fine rotational depth piece, but if this is the only receiver that they bring in, I, that would be a huge letdown for the offseason. A um, couple things about Zach Pascal. He's uh, he's only 27. Um, he's not too old, not too young, but he's definitely going to be more of a veteran in the locker room. He's a guy that's a really excelled in his career in run blocking, so I think bringing in someone like him makes me wonder if you know they're going to keep the, the offensive philosophy as a run-heavy team. But, you know, I, I got to think, like, if we signed Zach Paschal, we couldn't give up a six and a fifth or two sixes for Robert Woods. I mean, I know he's coming back from the ACL, but he's a guy that, you know, does everything Zach Paschal does and he does it better. You know, he's a big veteran guy, you know, who we've said we need that in the locker room for Devontae yeah, Smith. The worry there is the money. Yeah, I, I, I get the money. He's somewhat of a worry. Um, I'm not too familiar with this contract. I think he was only making like 10 to 12 a year, right? If I'm not mistaken. But again, there, there's there's other guys in free agency that at the receiver position, you know, that were just, I think, are better. Like, I mean, you look at guys like I've brought up before, Sammy Watkins, you know, who's injury prone, but he's a much better receiver in my opinion. You have guys like Julio Jones, who's out there, AJ Green, you know, guys that are definitely on the downside of their career, but, you know, they're they're really good veterans. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. As long as we get somebody else, uh, a younger guy, to develop, like you said, I, I think I'm fine with the signing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the big thing is he is a wide receiver that's great at pass blocking, which obviously is huge considering the way that we win football games. Run blocking. Uh, with this team. Uh, yeah, sorry, run blocking. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got you. I wish we uh, could do more pass blocking and throw the <laughs> ball more. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Um no, so basically, I, I think you look at this like you basically just signed J.J. Arcega-Whiteside again, um, but with new set of hands. Because <laughs> Arcega-Whiteside can't fucking catch. He's an animal in the uh, in the run in the run game, though. Apparently, um, speaking of animals, shout out Frank the Animal Bialowis. If you're in the tri-state area, you need any kind of concrete work done, go ahead and give our good buddy Frank Bialowis a holler. Uh, uh Shout out, Frank. Make sure you check uh, him out if you need any work done in the area. Once again, that's www.bialowisconcrete.com. All right. Uh, moving along here, there's a couple of other minor moves that have been made here um, in free agency. Just, uh, just a couple of Eagles uh, re-signings. Uh, one in particular is Boston Scott. Well, I'm a I'm a big Boston Scott. I'm not a big Boston Scott fan, but I, I think it's a, a fine signing. You know, he's a good depth piece. It was a one year deal. I mean, he'll spell Miles Sanders. I mean, but we still need to address that for the the long term for sure. Yeah, I I think what's ultimately going to end up happening is I think they're going to ride out with Sanders this year, not re-sign him next. 
um, and then probably address it in, uh, in say, the second round again, um, possibly in next year's draft. I yeah. think they're pretty happy with the running back room that they have now, um, minus maybe going out and signing another uh, veteran power back. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, Jordan Howard's got much left in the tank. Yeah, I think, you know, whether it's this year or next year, I think a second to third or fourth round pick on a running back is probably the way they go. Um, again, more for agency news. I see a lot of people linking the Eagles to Tyron Matthew and uh, Bobby Wagner. I, I just don't have either one of them. Oh, of course. Of course. I just don't see either one of them happening, uh, especially Bobby Wagner. I mean, Tyron Matthew, maybe if you throw enough money at him. Uh, but I, I just I don't see it. I see a lot of Eagles Twitter. You know, I was talking about this with the producer Kev earlier before he popped in, and you know we we're talking about different fan bases, Twitters and stuff. And I, I just see I see Eagles Twitter just going crazy over the possibility of assigning him. And I just I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to shut it down before we know what's what. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I think Matthew at this point. I think you could get him to come here for money. He's already got a chip. Um, yeah. You know, not to say that he doesn't want to win another one. Obviously, the only thing better than one Super Bowl is two Super Bowls. Um, but I think if you throw enough money at him, you can get him to get him to come here. Um, and he's still got a lot in the tank, man. Like, he's a little bit older safety, but he's still got a lot in the tank. And I really think that, uh, you know, if you bring him in here, he has – the opportunity to have a Malcolm Jenkins esque Eagles career. He he's definitely a I don't want to say a, a leader, but he's definitely a guy that brings that energy and he you know he just you know what I'm saying? He he's that guy. So you you love to have that on your football team. Oh he's a he's a dog. Oh you know he no he's an absolute dog. But I mean some guys are dogs and then they're just they go about their business. Some guys, you know, they bring the energy, you know, they 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 get other people to bring their game up and, and he's definitely that guy. Um, like I said, if, if his goal was championships, I'd imagine he would stay in Kansas City. I think that gives him the best chance. But I mean, if he wants to get paid, we could definitely throw money at him. Uh, Bobby Wagner, I don't know. So, so tell me if you think of this plays into the decision. Bobby Wagner is a diehard Mets fan. So, if he's a Mets fan, he's got to have some disdain for Philly, right? So, does that play into his decision when looking to go somewhere? Do you think? I don't think so. At the end of the day, like at the end of the day, you're here to play football. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you're close enough to New York. If you really want to be a scumbag and go catch a fucking Mets game, like hop on the train, dude, you can get up there in like 20 minutes. But um, yeah. See, the only thing about Bobby Wagner that, that concerns me um, at this point is his age. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's definitely on the older side. He's not a, a long-term answer, so that's why I'm not too interested in him. I've just seen a lot of people linking him to the Eagles, that's all. Right. Well, and the other thing is I feel like he would be an excellent stopgap. You know, say you wanted to draft another linebacker, um, say second or third round and develop him. Um, I feel like Bobby Wagner would be the perfect guy to, to kind of have in there for a season or two as you usher this young fellow along. Um I just don't know how expensive of a stopgap he's going to be and how much money I'm willing to spend on a stopgap. Oh, for sure. I, I agree with that. Um, obviously, I don't know what he wants, but if, if I were to guess, he kind of seems like a guy that wants to go to a Super Bowl contender, 
um, for a cheaper deal, help them out at this point in his career. Maybe like a, a Denver follows Buddy Russell Wilson there, or maybe, you know, go to the Bills or somebody like that. But that's that's just my two cents. And the Bills are making noise on defense too, man. Yeah, they're making moves. I heard they were shopping uh, their linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, he's a good player. He's young. Wouldn't mind if the Eagles maybe threw, uh, threw something out for him. I wonder what they'd ask for him. I don't know. That that's a good question. I mean, he's still young. Yeah, I mean, without looking at the contract, I don't know how much tenure he's got. That definitely plays a part in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much team control you, you'd be trading for. Um, but uh moving along through the Eagles free agent moves, um, obviously we already touched on Hassan Reddick. We re-signed Greg Ward, um, former Texas quarterback, turned NFL wide receiver, Greg Ward. Um He's a solid veteran slot guy. I mean, he doesn't really move the needle for me. I mean, if we're being honest here, Greg Ward is a depth wide receiver. Um, you know, he, he really shouldn't see the field on a championship team unless somebody's hurt. So uh, He shouldn't even see the field on a good team, if we're being honest. No, no, no disrespect to him. Like you said, he's a, a good uh, special teamers, you know, good, good presence in the locker room, all of that things all that stuff, but I just – I don't I don't ever want to see him on the football field on offense unless we're blowing a team out. There, there's, there's just so many thing, more guys. There's one thing that I do like the idea of keeping him on the roster for. I think because he's a former collegiate quarterback, he provides – he provides a little stability for you um, to where you don't have to dress three quarterbacks on day, on game day. Yeah, I I, I think that's good and an emergency quarterback, and he he also has the ability to, you know, if they really wanted to implement, uh, you know, some gadget style stuff like New Orleans does with Taysom Hill, you know, I feel like you could do that with Greg Ward. Yeah, I, I think that's cool and that's good. I mean, he's not going to be the same gadget player Taysom Hill is. He ain't that big, and no, he ain't going to lumber not, over anybody. But, you know, just any kind of a wrinkle. You know, when you have a guy that can do that, we also have a. a you know, former quarterback turned tight end on the roster as well. So, you know, I, I think there's plenty of opportunity to really get creative um, when you have some former quarterbacks on your roster. Now, obviously, they have to play the positions that they now play uh, and play them well if they're going to see the field. Um, but just, you know, I, I like the idea of being able to introduce uh, some wrinkles like that. Um, also re-signed Andre Chachere. Uh, depth cornerback, nothing crazy, you know, just a basic depth signing. Um, he did have uh, a few big plays in the a handful of moments that he got in this year. Um, you know, so, hey, maybe they can keep developing him. And, uh, you know, you never know. Some of these uh, undrafted and late-round guys, sometimes uh, by their second contract, they uh, they show up out of nowhere. Uh, look at J.C. Jackson, you know, like not many people knew who the hell he was before this year. And my boy just got a fucking bag from the Chargers. C- come on, dog! You disrespecting J.C. Jackson? People knew who he was before this year. I mean, he he, he was, but like he, he he didn't explode like this. He he exploded this year. He had his best year, but I mean, he's been a really good corner in this league for two to three years now. Yeah, but he wasn't one of the best, and he was one of the best. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the best this year for sure. But I mean, he's right. he's a guy that's been on the rise for a year or two. He's been really good. To right. say nobody, I'm not, I'm not saying that Shashere is that kind of guy. Oh, no, 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 you know, I got you. you. I mean, know. sometimes I, guys come out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always everybody loves that that guy and that player, you know, when they're 
you know, career bencher or, you know, they're tossed around the league and they come on and they, you know, they're an impact player for a team. And they make some big plays. Everybody loves to root for that guy. I think the Eagles, um, you know, re-signing some of these guys, I, th- I think that's pretty going to be pretty indicative of what the rest of their free agency is going to be. I don't think, I don't expect a lot of splash signs or anything like that. You know, they're just going to re-sign some of these lower guys and do what they have to do. Um, um, speaking of re-signing, uh, they are bringing back safety Anthony Harris. Um, not sure how I feel about it. He was he was playable. He was serviceable. But again, I mean, safety is such a need on this team, and I, I just don't like if this team is going to be as successful as we obviously hope they're going to be. I just don't know if Anthony Harris is one of your two starting safeties. In a in a perfect world, he's the guy splitting snaps with Rodney McLeod, and then we address the other safety position. Now, that's how I would feel about that. I uh, um, I tend to agree. Yeah, I I seen uh, Kyle Hamilton, a guy in the draft, who's really dropping for whatever reason. I saw a couple people projecting him to go fifteen. He's an absolute stud. So I mean, you know, maybe they address that, but if. If he's your starting safety, you know, with him and McLeod out there, I, you can't feel great about that. But like you, you know, we've talked about this before. McLeod's not a guy who plays a full allotment of snaps anymore. So, if if that's the thought process there, I think it's a good move. Yeah, and and again, I think it allows you to kind of address some other holes on the roster. You know, if you can kind of do the the platoon, um, you know, if you if you take the platoon um, approach there. I think it'll allow you to kind of fill some of the other holes on the roster, particularly um, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but we did mention earlier Tyron Matthew, and uh, God, would he look good back there. So just something to think about. Um, you know, I just don't want to see uh, – I just don't want to see Anthony Harris back there on skates. Um, speaking of being on skates, um, shout out to Iceworks, uh, Iceworks Skating Complex in Aston, PA. If you're looking for somewhere to chase some ice, obviously we have a huge hockey presence here at Old City Sports Network. Um, myself and Kevin, we were just at Iceworks the other day with the Admiral Jesse Bell doing a little pop-up for the uh, for the Flyers versus the Senators game the other night where they unfortunately fell to the Senators. Uh, but it was a great time there. You know, we're watching hockey. There was uh, some high school hockey going on in the backgrounds, throwing back some ice-cold beers. Uh, if you're looking for somewhere to go, Maybe catch a little high school hockey, throw back a couple of beers. You want to get on the ice, learn to skate programs, um, youth hockey. You got your kids, they want to play hockey. Send them out to the Iceworks Complex in Aston, PA. Absolutely beautiful facility. I believe they have um, either three or four rinks. The place is huge. I think we only saw maybe 25% of the entire complex. So uh, make sure you check them out. All right. Moving along here, uh, let's kind of talk about what's going on around the league a little bit. I know it's an Eagles show, but, um, you know, what happens around the league certainly affects what happens in Philadelphia. Um, Particularly, we talked about Christian Kirk uh, and that signing on last pod. And, uh, you know, I I really feel that that contract is uh, is going to inflate what – what these wide receivers are getting. Uh, We mentioned earlier we're we're not sure what – um, the dollar amount on Pascal is just yet. It hasn't been announced. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like whatever Pascal gets is going to be elevated um, based on that Christian Kirk contract. 
Yeah, Kirk, Kirk definitely set the tone for free agency. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody saw that contract coming. Of what was it, twenty-one per year? I mean, I thought he was a twelve million per year guy and fucking twenty-one million. So he, sure. he definitely set the tone. Uh, something else that nobody saw coming: Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Yeah. I was not expecting that one, but. If you do remember, I said before, look out for the team that shows up in conversations at the very end. Nine times out of ten, they end up with the player. Hello. Yeah, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Or maybe some people did, and maybe they're smarter than me. I was a little bit curious at the Hall. I saw that they got a three first-round picks for him. I thought, he honestly, he was going to get a little more in return. I don't know what you thought. Well, they, they also re-signed him to a fucking bag as soon yeah, as fully that. guaranteed never happened before in nfl history uh wrong you're wrong there no kirk cousins's contract is fully guaranteed oh okay i i must have, maybe it was a contract that size has never been fully guaranteed maybe that's what it was possibly but i mean hu- huge contract huge dollar amount uh you know another quarterback yeah, I, I can't believe they didn't they didn't give themselves any form of protection there in what regards? Uh, I mean, you don't you don't go pick up you don't go pick up a hooker and and not put on a condom like like you got to give yourself an out in this in this contract here, especially with what's going on surrounding Deshaun Watson. I mean, if, uh, if that's what him and his agent were looking for, I am glad that he didn't end up in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody always says money talks. I I saw a, a report out there. I wasn't sure who it was by. But they said that they don't expect him to be suspended any more than four games. So maybe maybe they know something that we don't. Maybe they've already discussed with the league. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're I'm sure they did their due diligence and talks on it before giving him that kind of money and trading those kind of assets. For sure. Um, also, quarterback Matt Ryan traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts, once again, going after the Wiley veteran that's throwing medicine balls, uh, much like they did uh, when they signed Phillip Rivers just a few short years ago. This one's kind of been linked for a while now. A lot of people have been talking about um, about Ryan going to the uh, going to the Colts. Really? I mean, I, I must have missed that. I, did, I didn't see well, that coming. The thought process was because, because Atlanta was considered a finalist for, for Watson, was that if they got Watson, then they would – in turn flip uh matt ryan to the colts okay okay i mean from the colts perspective he's 37 he's on the downside of his career is he really that much more of an upgrade than carson wentz at this stage in his career yes i see i'm i'm not so sure of that and five years ago he's definitely an upgrade but here i I don't know He's, he's an upgrade a game manager would be an upgrade over what Carson Wentz was in Indianapolis last year. Carson may have won them one or two games, but he lost them three or four. Well, I mean, biggest game of the year. Particularly their last game of the season against Jacksonville. You lost to Jacksonville. It was a win-in-your-in situation. 100%. That was that was the game of the year, and he, he didn't show up for it. I mean, 1,000%. Exactly. And, I get, and honestly, I think you win that game with Matt Ryan. Like, all you have to do with this Colts team, they are built to win. You just have to not fuck up. Just yeah. Don't, I, 
just don't be a drastic fuck up and you have a chance at winning a championship with that team. The defense is phenomenal, led by Darius Leonard. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and they have someone who was arguably the favorite to win the MVP last year uh, if the league wasn't so driven by quarterbacks and Jonathan Taylor. I, I hate that the MVP race has become just a quarterback thing because, I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup had both a fantastic seasons, deserve some votes. I, I guess, you know, it was only a third-round pick, so it's not a lot, but, I mean, the Colts are just – I don't know. They're just recycling quarterbacks. I think the the biggest thing. So like, so, so here's my thought process. They don't have enough draft capital to trade up and get one of these young quarterbacks, nor do we think any of these young quarterbacks are, you know, ready to win NFL prospects. They, some of them may have great long NFL careers, but they're not league ready. They're not, you know, Mac Jones where they can step in and win in the league, you know, right off the bat. And even Mac Jones had his struggles last year, but of the quarterbacks taken last season, um, he was definitely the most NFL ready. Uh, but the, there just isn't that guy in the draft this year, nor do they have the capital. Once again, you know, the Eagles hold their pick. Um, and Matt Ryan was out there. Yeah, I, it just it feels like they're kind of stuck in the mud to me. I, th- I think the one thing, though, bringing this back to the Eagles, every time a quarterback gets moved, I think that's got to bode better for Jalen Hurts, and I think he's got to feel better about himself and, you know, where he stands with this team. I mean, you know, this is now multiple quarterbacks we've seen moved, you know? Yeah. I See, Jalen doesn't read too far into the headlines either, though. Like, he's not very active on social media. Not to say that he doesn't know what's going on surrounding his job, but I, I don't necessarily think, you know, he's sitting there going like, okay, Watson's off the board. Okay, that's one less guy <laughs> to worry about. Like, he's I don't... not looking in the rearview mirror. I, I think – yeah, I think even if they did bring somebody in, he'd be like, "All right, well, give me a chance to compete." Like, yeah, I, I don't think he's compete. So I don't think he's staring down there or anything like that. But I mean, you know, like there's been rumors, you know, the Eagles aren't confident in them, despite you know what Howie and Nick Sirianni have said. So just the fact that you know you see these quarterbacks continuing the move, I, I think that's that's got to feel good for him. Again, I don't, I don't think he's he's not that guy who's nervous about his job or. You know, he's going to get jealous when you bring in another quarterback, you know, Carson Wentz. But I, I think he's still got to be happy about that. No, for sure. Um, I do want to throw it back to the Browns and Watson for just a quick second. Uh, and more specifically, the ramifications for other players due to that trade. Uh, where the fuck is Baker going? Yes, yes. So that's a great question. I think the key thing, too, is he only has one year left on his deal. So not only where's he's go- where's he going, what kind of contract is he going to get? Right. I don't know if he gets re-signed this year. Well, I mean, he, he definitely doesn't have a future in the Brown with the Browns at this point. No, he doesn't. And he, he's a guy who's he hasn't been great in his career. I mean, he had a you know a couple bad stretches. I mean, it's the Browns, but he's looked pretty much average if we're being real with it in his NFL career. So what does he get paid when, where does he go is huge question. I wonder if he goes to Seattle. Seattle. You think so? I'm... See, all reports are that they're sold on Drew Locke being the guy this year. I Oof. don't know if that's true. You know, like I, I just don't see it. Um, I'm just thinking of places that, that need quarterbacks. Um, you know, the Steelers have their guy, I guess, if you want to say Mitch is their guy. Uh, he's a um, bridge gap. I wonder if 
Baker is the kind of guy that the Eagles will target next year if Hurts struggles this year. That that could be the case. I don't think he's getting another contract wherever he goes. I I almost think he's going to do like a uh, – I almost think he's going to pull a Jameis Winston and go back somebody up for a year, learn from a veteran, and then hit the open market. Yeah, but I mean, Baker's not going to be on the Browns this year. Like, I mean, they, no, they I signed. He's not be on the Browns. I'm saying, I, I think he's going to get traded somewhere and, you know, sit behind somebody. Like, I don't, like, wherever he goes, I don't think he's going to get re signed there. So, so you, you're telling me Baker Mayfield's not going to be a starting quarterback week one of this year? Baker Mayfield will not be a starting quarterback week one. Wow. Okay. I, I was trying to go through the teams in my head and I just. Dude, Atlanta just signed Marcus Mariota to be their starter. Oh, I, was, I didn't even, I forgot about the Falcons. Are they, Marcus Mariota? I mean, he hasn't played they're, in three they're years. Going, they're going down the Mariota train. Oh, that's, my that's goodness. That's what they want to do. It's crazy to me to like these quarterbacks to get recycled after a couple of years and they get another shot or, you know, they're, they're still there. And I'm just like, we're not done with this guy yet. Like, crazy to think there was a time when the entire city was begging chip kelly to trade up and get marcus Mariota. so glad yeah. that never fucking happened yeah dude what, um, what a long time ago yeah the, the quarterback carousel keeps keeps on spinning and um you know you can't say that it doesn't affect the eagles because ultimately you know this is the deciding year for jalen hurts and if if you're howie roseman you're definitely going to start you know kind of side-eyeing the rest of the league um to see possibly who your next quarterback is going to be um, if Hurts struggles this year, yeah, I mean th- that's an interesting take that you had about him being a backup. You know, this year I, I just don't—he's not that guy that I don't think it sits well with him. So he might be. It probably so, won't. But if if the people around him know what's good for him, they'll say go wherever you're traded to. Even if you're not the starter, learn as much as you can. Take this step back and try and secure the bag in free agency next year. Yeah. So, I mean, let's say they do go that path and let's say the Eagles aren't comfortable with Jalen Hurts after this year. You know, I know we're talking a lot of hypotheticals. What is a reasonable contract for Baker Mayfield? If you're an Eagles fan. Because if he, if he's not playing, his stock's going to go down. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? So if he's not, if he's not a starter week one, I don't think it's a, a huge deal. Um, honestly, I I think you got to look at precedent, and I think you I think you look at the Jameis Winston contract. A, a one year prove it deal. One year prove it deal. Hey, we're gonna bring you in, um, you know, fake competition. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, just just something to think about down the road. You know, like foresight. Um, let's see what else is go. What else is going on around the league, Kyle? You, that you think may uh, may impact the uh, the Eagles? Uh, that that was really that was really the big stuff. I mean, I Tyrone Matthew, Brandon, uh, Bobby Wagner, they signed Zach Pascal, the quarterbacks. I mean, that that was really it in a nutshell over the last week, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks got signed. Uh, we did talk about him having a possible Eagles return, uh, but Jordan Hicks is going to Minnesota. Uh, so that's one more linebacker that we were thinking about um, off the board. 
I, I missed that deal entirely. Do you know a uh, contract and years I offhand? I don't know what he got. I can pull it up real quick, though. Yeah, that, that, that was a guy who, you know, I know you had brought up, and I think he would have been a good signing. I'm kind of glad the Eagles didn't sign him if I'm keeping it real with y'all. He just he, he's that guy who I know the Eagles would sign him and then boom he'd be injured again. It just feels like that, you know? Yeah, it's funny because ever since he left the Eagles, he didn't get hurt. Like he hasn't missed a single game since leaving the Eagles. Yeah. But I mean, I just I just know at least seven years already. That's crazy. It's crazy. I just know he would get injured as soon as they brought him back. I have the contract here. It's a two year deal. Wait, let me guess dollar amount. Nineteen million. Uh two year ten million. Ooh, that's that's two way year, cheaper than I thought. Yeah, two year ten million, uh two year ten million dollar contract with the Minnesota Vikings, three million dollar signing bows signing bonus. Um five point nine five million guaranteed. Uh, average annual salary five thousand. Um, he'll carry a cap hit of thirty-five. Uh, I'm sorry, three point five million. Wow, that that's that's a lot cheaper than what I thought. It would have been it's nice to see him back in the Eagles It's a very uniform. friendly deal, and I can't help but think, like, why didn't we make that move? Yeah, I I, I hear you. That I mean, that's how I felt about Robert Woods. I know you brought up the contract, but you know we. Three sixes. We you know we couldn't throw two of them out there for a guy that's a proven player. Right. Well, I mean, same same thing with players, Jordan Hicks. There was a couple of players already in free agency that the Eagles, you know, were, you know, finished in second uh, when it came to signing them. Um, you know, uh, Robinson was one of them. Um, and the safety from New Orleans. We finished in second in both of those negotiations. It was like they had their number and they didn't want to exceed it. You know, and it's just like. Like you're uh, not a free agency destination, you're gonna have to overpay some players. Yeah, yeah. I knew they finished second. I knew they finished second with Marcus Williams. I wasn't aware they were in the Allen Robinson sweet stakes. Oh, they were in on Allen Robinson. Oh, I would do. I, I would have gotten that jersey so fast if he came to Philly. Oh, I'm sure. Oh man. Um. Yeah, it's just like, you know, and and if you really think about it, if you overpay a couple of guys. It's not the end of the world, right? Because ideally you overpay a few guys and then you become a free agent destination. Like you overpay Allen Robinson. Now your offense looks better. Now it's easier to to bring in, you know, a veteran running back on the cheap. And, and ideally it balances out. You know, you said it doesn't matter if you overpay for somebody. And I got to be honest, I 100% agree with you because – Remember, we were talking about this before, and the Saints were in quote-unquote cap hell and all this stuff, and that's why Sean Payton left. They restructured deals, and now they're like $25 million under the cap. Like, right. how the hell does that work? How? You're $75 million over, and now you're $25 million under. I, I'm convinced that the that the salary cap in the NFL is completely fake. Like, it just doesn't that, that That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the more I do it, and, like, people are like, oh, we got, you got to worry about the salary cap and stuff. Dude, forget that. Like, if you can go from that much over – to under it in like one off season, like I'm convinced it doesn't matter. And it's just, it's just like a, a thing they say to. Now don't get me wrong. All these teams do have years where they take their lumps. The Eagles did last year, you know, obviously with that massive dead cap hit from Carson Wentz, um, by the way, still made the playoffs with that massive dead cap hit. So 
can't help but think maybe with a little bit more salary this year, he can, uh, you know, possibly do a little bit better, at least be more competitive in the first round anyway. Yeah, love to be more competitive. Absolutely. Um, moving along here, but before we do, I want to shout out Sterling Pig Brewing Company. Um, you know, if you, if you haven't tried any of their beers yet, I highly recommend them. Um, when we were at Iceworks the other day, shout out Iceworks. Uh, me and Kev must have killed two pitchers of the Snuffler from Sterling Pig. Uh, they have it on tap there. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so you get a chance to try all their fine beverages. Uh, check them out online, www.sterlingpig.com. Um, also check out their tap room in Media PA. If you're anywhere in Delco, uh, head down there, grab yourself a beer and a bite. Phenomenal place down there in Media, uh, sterlingpig.com. And while we're talking beer, I also have to shout out uh, OG sponsor of John Street Hockey, uh, and that is Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company. Uh, of course, check out the Ice Cold John. It's the official beer of John Street. Uh, it's my favorite beer from Neshaminy Creek, so make sure you check them out. Visit their tap room on Ray Avenue in Croydon, right off the Cedar Ave, um, right there in Croydon. Check out the tap room. Check them out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Neshaminy Creek Brewing company um and they're also available anywhere fine beverages are sold all right so we talked about free agency we're kind of starting to see what the roster is going to shake out to be um obviously you have camp cuts and you know there's going to be some things that, that kind of get flipped around here a little bit but where do we sit in the division? And I'm, I'm, before we dive into it deep, before we do the deep dive, I want you to rank the division one through four. I want to see where your head's at, and then we'll dive in. All right, so I'll, I'll rank them, then I want to hear your rankings. I think it's got to be Eagles one, Cowboys two, Washington three, Giants four. I'm surprised you went Eagles one. Well, you know, that that's one of the reasons I wanted to to talk about analyzing the division as a topic for today's show the cowboys have lost some players right like they lost randy gregory in free agency they lost Lyle collins obviously cooper's gone you know one of the thoughts of getting rid of cooper was you know they would get to keep gallup and cedric wilson cedric wilson left he's a very underrated receiver they they've lost uh cowboys have lost quite a few players and the eagles should have an influx of talent with these first round picks you know they signed reddick who's young I think they're the best team in the division if I'm keeping it like real with y'all. So you're thinking you're thinking Eagles upward trajectory, Cowboys downward trajectory. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's gonna come down to those two teams. I mean, the Giants and Washington are a shit show. And I mean, the reason we were in the playoffs last year was due to the fact that we play in such a terrible division and we had such a weak schedule. But it, it, I don't see any reason why the Eagles cannot win the division this year. Wow. Profound announcement by Kyle. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I think um, I think my rankings are very similar. I, you've you've kind of convinced me on the Eagles. I, I think uh, I think you go Eagles one, Cowboys two, um, Washington Commanders three. Um, and I think you go Giants four. Um, you know, obviously the Giants looking for a new head coach, uh, a lot of, a lot of question marks surrounding the quarterback position, the front office, 
Um, you know, just just a lot going on there in New York, and and I, I just think it's going to take some time to correct it. Um, and and that seems to be the cor- the curse of New York City, right? I mean, the Jets have been in have been in purgatory for forever shit, since since the butt fumble, you know. So yeah, you know. it is. It's it's really curious, and I mean, I know there's a long way to go before the start of the season. I know, like you said, there's going to be camp cuts. We still have to do the draft. Free agency just started, you know, even though like the best portion of free agency is over. But it's just something that I was thinking about when you know, with the way that we should be younger and we should be more talented this season, and the Cowboys lost pieces. There's no reason that we can't be the best team in the division. And yeah, I think if there's a team and. In- in our division that's poised, you know, to, to take a step forward this year. I, I think it is the Philadelphia Eagles. And and that's not just a homer in me. I, I Again, I think you really convinced me there on the Cowboys. I, I didn't even think about the loss of Cedric Wilson. I know Amari Cooper was going to hurt them. Uh, you know, obviously you're still kind of waiting for C.D. Lamb to explode and be your, you know, your true blue number one guy. Um, he's showing some flashes, but I don't think he's necessarily, um, you know, a one a at this point. Like he, he's not a guy that I think is going to have a, you know, a 2000 yard season anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's very good. He's still waiting to break out into that number one role, but even, you know, you're talking about the receivers and I'm sitting here thinking Michael Gallup's not going to be ready for the start of the year. He's going to miss, you know, a decent portion of the season. Right. So who else is on the field drawing coverage away from CD? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think they're going to try to, you know, do the run game, play action, and get the tight end involved. They just signed James Washington, a guy that I was, you know, a big fan of coming out of Oklahoma State a couple of years ago. Never really panned out, but it's just, dude, the, the way it is, is, is like, there's no, re- like, obviously you still need to see the schedule too. I'm not, I haven't looked to see who they're playing yet, but there is no reason they can't be the best team in the division. Now, granted, we're, we're not close to competing for a Super Bowl. You know, we still need, you know, some pieces and everything, but th- th- there's no reason they can't, right? No, no, not at all. I mean, there, there's definitely – we definitely stand a chance at making some noise, at least in the division. Um, and you never know once you get into the dance. I mean, if you do win the division, you get the home playoff game. And, um, you know, you never know what happens once you get to the playoffs, especially if you're playing at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so let's let's put it like this way. Of the four teams in the division, who's had the best offseason so far, in your opinion? I always see the guys, they like to give grades to different teams and stuff on their offseason. Um, I, I would say Eagles won Washington, two. Okay. You you think um, Carson Wentz is that big of an upgrade over Taylor Haneke? I think he's an upgrade. I don't think it's a significant upgrade. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. The arm talent is an extreme upgrade. I do think that they're kind of going to lose. Um, I think they're kind of going to lose out on on some decision making. Um, I think Heineke's smart with the football. He just doesn't necessarily have all the physical tools. Whereas Wentz has all the physical tools, but he's not necessarily smart with the football. Yeah, yeah, and also it makes me wonder if they're going to go to more of a ground game, you know, with Antonio Gibson, feature him a little bit more. Right. Well, and, and the the other thing is too with Washington. Like, I feel like I, I feel like every year I've been waiting for them to take the next step as well. Um, you know, particularly on the defensive line with Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. Like, they have some dogs on that D line. 
Yeah, it's it's not just the D line. They're they're a very talented roster up and down. It's just they're the kind of team that shows you how important the quarterback position is because that's really what they're missing, right? I mean, right. And, and I think Ron Rivera has done a good job at establishing a, a culture down there, at least the best that he can. Um, obviously, with all the bullshit that surrounds that franchise due to their smacked ass of an owner. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. He's he's always had a, a good culture, you know, even when he was in Carolina. And that, that that's what good coaches do. They establish that culture, they establish the mindset and how we're gonna right. attack things day in, day out. And if I'm being honest, if there's one coach in the league that may be able to get through to Carson, you know, about the locker room stuff and about being a better teammate, I, I think Ron Rivera is is you know, he's got a, as good a shot as anybody. Right, one hundred percent. So, so back to my previous question: rank the teams in their off season. Who's had the best off season? Who's had the worst off season in the division? Um, well, like I said, I think Eagles won Washington too. Okay. Um, and then worst off season. So I want to say New York, just because they're the worst team in the division. But they haven't really done anything in the offseason yet. So I don't know if I can give it to them. Um, I I think because of the reasons that you stated, you got to say that, um, that Dallas has probably had the worst offseason because they've lost so many critical pieces. Yeah, I, I think of the four teams, I think Dallas has had the worst offseason with losing guys. Like you said, yeah, it's, it's, it's like what they've lost is going to impact them more than the giants lack of moves is going to impact them. Like they're, they're going to suck regardless. So. Yeah. Yeah. The giants haven't done a whole lot. So it's tough to say you've had the worst off season, but when your roster is so bad, you'd like to see some marginal improvements here or there. And I, I don't think, you know, outside of Hassan Reddick, you know, the Eagles haven't done a whole lot so far in free agency. You know, we touched on earlier how we don't expect them to do a whole lot. I don't think that necessarily they've had a great off season. I just think it's the fact that, since the Eagles or since the Cowboys have had such a bad offseason, in my opinion, so far, I think that's why the Eagles get the best grade. And, you know, Washington obviously really hasn't done anything besides bring in Wentz. That's why I think, in my opinion, the Eagles have the best offseason of anyone in the division so far. Correct. Um, you know, I did just think about something, too. I wonder if the Eagles' lack of, I don't want to say lack of moves, but they haven't necessarily spent a boatload of money. They haven't spent you know, as much as you would have thought they would have this year. And I wonder if that points towards them using at least two, possibly all three of those first round picks. Cause you're going to have to pay them. Uh, I, I don't know that that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. I know we've said before, we don't think how he's going to use all three first round picks. No, I, I think honestly, I think what they're probably going to do is they're going to package two to move up and get the player that they want. Um, and I think the third one, the third pick will probably get traded to next year. Yeah, I, I think that would be a fair assumption. I, I honestly think the kind of the opposite of you, I think the, you know, not signing anybody and holding on to the first round picks. I, I don't think that necessarily means that, you know, I, I think, you know, the fact that they haven't signed anybody, I think that means they're gearing up for maybe, they want to see these first round picks develop first, see how they stand with them before they go and sign, you know, maybe another big free agent or two, maybe next year to really put the roster over the top, if you will. That makes sense. And that's not necessarily where I stand. It's just something that popped into my head. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, a, a question that kind of popped up. Um, but yeah, I I think there's no question Dallas has probably had the worst offseason in the division. And Jerry Jones has got to be hurting. Um, and if he wants something to fix his, his hurting, he's he's getting older. He's got some aching joints, arthritis, I'm sure. Why not uh why not send him some body check wellness with uh have him use promo code? A guy's made of money, but hey, who doesn't love to save, right? Uh www.bodycheckwellness.com. Use the promo code OCS for 25% off of all your CBD needs. Uh tackle all your aches and pains with body check wellness CBD products. They got everything you need, creams, uh, creams, oils, tinctures. They got it all. Check them out. Bodycheckwellness.com. Um, for those of you that don't know, Bodycheck is a company that uh, uh, is being spearheaded by former Philadelphia Flyer Riley Cote, uh, former enforcer, a guy that uh, definitely has some aches and pains. Um, and he is a huge proponent of the, uh, the CBD. Um, so check them out for all of your CBD needs. Once again, promo code OCS for 25% off body check wellness. Um, I'm ready to throw it on over to final thoughts. I know producer Kev's got to get ready for Dusty Buttes. Make sure you check them out um, at the Dusty Buttes. Um, let's see. Uh, so for final thoughts, and uh, our final thoughts are brought to you by Norse Beards. That's Norse, N-O-R-S-E, beards.com. If you want a beautiful, luscious beard, uh, a man main, if you will, like I do, uh, make sure you're using Norse beards, Norse, N O R S E beards.com, uh, promo code OCS for 25% off all your beard care needs, uh, bombs, oils, washes, butters. They got it all. Um, producer Kev's got a great head of hair. He actually uses Norse beard products, um, to keep his curls in check. Um, so, I'm going to hit you with one more sponsor and then we'll dive into final thoughts. And that of course is Lugaroo custom clothing. Make sure you check them out. www.lugaroo.co.co uh, Canadian company. That's uh Lugaroo L O O G A R O O.co. Uh, check them out for all your custom clothing needs, uh, men's hockey league jerseys, uh, football jersey, basketball jersey, whatever you need, any kind of any kind of custom jersey you want to put your logo on, um, hoodies, t-shirts, they can do it all. Check them out, lugaroo.co. Uh, Kyle, hit me with your final thoughts, brother. Final, <clears throat> excuse me, final thoughts. Um, like I said, the Eagles are on the rise in the division. A couple other teams, you know, haven't done a whole lot or they're on the decline. It's been a good off season so far, and I hope it you know continues. You know, look forward to the draft in another month or so. It's a good time, man. All right. Uh, my final thought is they need to keep pushing. They have not done enough yet. Um, it's not good enough just to be the best team in a shitty division. You know, like between Washington and New York, you have four free wins. Obviously, you still got to go out there and earn them, but you should beat those teams easily. Um, but that's not good enough. You know, we, we want we want playoff football. We want competitive playoff football. Like, yeah, we got into the playoffs this year, but then we got blown out by Brady and the Bucks, and it was like, it was like, yeah, you made it to the dance, but like you took your sister. 
not not only do we want big time football or playoff football, we want big time matchups too. Like when's the last time in the regular season outside of a team in the division, we've been on a prime time game where everyone is like, I want to tune in to watch that game because that's a marking matchup. Oof. It, it, ha- it hasn't happened recently, right? Like, like it's it's been a little bit. We don't want just want Eagles fans to tune in and want to watch this game because it's going to be a great game. We want everyone to watch it because it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you definitely want to be a, a spotlight team, right? You want to be uh, in the upper echelon of the league. And, um, you know, I, I think to get there, you, you got to continue to make moves. And not only that, you're bringing Jason Kelsey back for, for what many believe to be his last year in professional football. And, you know, obviously without sacrificing the future, I think you owe it to him to go all in. Well, as far in as you can without giving up, you know, the next three years. You know, give yeah, him one yeah. last stick at the can, give him a shot. Because once again, I mean, you get into the dance and you get a home playoff team. You just never know what's going to happen. 100%, 100%. For sure. Uh, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Nice short show. Um, shout out Jake Long. We miss you, brother. Um, see you back here next week. Um, everybody keep doing your draft homework. Dive in. See where you want the Eagles to go. Um And we will catch you next week. Thank you, everybody, for rocking with us live here, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Don't forget to check out all the awesome shows here on Old City Sports Network, www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E, O-L-D-E, citysports.com. Kyle, thanks for rocking with me, brother. Great show. We'll see everybody back here next week.